What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm your host, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hey. So it's uh, pretty big news week this week. You can tell that we're back into the swing of things in terms of, uh, in terms of video games. Because we actually have a full docket. So full, in fact, that we could not do the post office this week. But yeah. that's okay. Yeah. This is uh this is good. I mean, it's good for us, but it's bad for you people who wanna who who feel the need to voice your opinions when we ask for them. I'm I'm laughing because I'm looking at the docket and I see that you put that you're playing Marvel's Avengers on the docket. And I'm only laughing, not because you're playing Marvel's Avengers, I'm laughing because at maximum you played what, an hour of this today? Uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you probably, you probably <laughs> played it when you got off work, and, that's, and then you did this, and then you're recording the podcast now. Yeah, they. Uh, well, you know, I'm working from home, mm-hmm. and um, I tend to I tend to work during the day, mm-hmm. um, and then while my wife watches our son, and then we switch, mm-hmm. right? So I got about I got about three hours into it because I didn't really do any work, <laughs> like uh, you know, whatever you. Know. <laughs> Um, my stuff isn't due until later this week. So like the procrastinator that I am, I'm just going to wait till Thursday. <laughs> so I got about three hours in and, um, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. It, it isn't. Um, I, 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 you, this is not a game for you. Like, this is, like, in, like if they designed a game specifically to not be for you, this is it. In what in what way though? In what way? Because you know what? you know you know I like my looters, Micah. You know I'm a fan Come of the on. looters. Subject matter. Uh, strike one. Sure. Right. Yes. Um, the the it's a very grindy game, but um, I don't think you really mind a grindy game. I don't as as long as the rewards are worth chasing. Right now, <laughs> the, the rewards are not worth chasing. Um, and this is, it's a game that is, I, I, I see how they were having difficulty trying to classify this game without citing other games because it's kind of difficult (laughs) to do, right? Like, yeah, it's a looter, but like, it's a half-ass looter, right? Like the, the loot is, it felt like they designed, they had a vision for what the game should be. And then someone told them, you need to, you need to add this feature in it so that we could try to keep people on the hook to grind to, you know, to, to keep them playing this one game. We need to make this a platform for people to play games on for, for us to generate money. It's funny. Cause I, so I look at the, now I obviously haven't played the game, so I, I'm not, it's not fair that I'm casting this dispersion, but just from a wide view when I look at the looting system for Marvel's Avengers, I'm reminded very distinctly of the looting system in Injustice 2. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah. Yeah, kinda. It I think a more yeah, that's actually pretty good. Um another game that has a weird loot type system is another NetherRealm game. It's Mortal Kombat 11. Right, which I'm assuming they probably just took a lot of those same principles from Injustice 2 and just imported it onto Mortal Kombat. Right, and instead of just making it gear, they make it augments, right? Mm-hmm. And that is and, and that is the worst part of those games. 
And it's kind of the same with this. Like, I'm I'm over the fact that, you know, you, you don't see different, you know, gear pieces on your character, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm over it, right? But it feels like there is um there there's artificial difficulty in 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 the way the game is structured mm-hmm. that you have to that you have to use this gear system in order to in order to combat it and um it just it just feels kind of half-assed right like i think there could have been something there mm-hmm. it just feels kind of half-assed but the way people play you know they they all play similar but different um they are they are pretty distinct um the presentation is is up to snuff right mm-hmm. like it feels like a big budget you know triple a title right disappointed um triple a triple a um yeah speaking of him like you know Yes, there's monetization. I don't really. Oh, I, I I'm to the point with Jim Sterling that if he's making a video about monetization, I just have to. I have yeah, to, I have I, to move past. Like he's ne- he's never going to accept it in any game ever. So I I'm fine. That's fine. Right now, so. it, you know, I it is what it is, man. Like I, you know, I I can withhold not buying these things, mm-hmm. especially because some of the outfits of some of the skins mm-hmm. cost upwards of fourteen dollars. <laughs> that seems excessive that seems excessive <laughs> i mean it's not quite the 71 dollar weapon skin in apex legends <laughs> but it seems a little extreme yeah man like i gotta say you know, it, it's that whole 100 points is a dollar and 1,400 points is one of these skins. Man, here, here's like, what I don't understand about these people. <laughs> Would you rather have, like, 10% of your player base buy the $14 skin? Or would you rather price the skin so that, like, 70% of your player base buys all the skins and gives you, like, $20? That's what I don't understand. Like, 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 are the whales really worth like spearing and harpooning that we can't just make things a reasonable price point across the board for everybody? I think the answer to that question is there are a lot more whales than we think there are. That's a damn shame. (laughs) Not to, not, 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 not to, not to, you know, try to take Terrence's bit, but. So that's, that's a damn shame. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, he was playing this game. Uh, Wait, right before when? I came on also today. Today, today, like literally fifteen minutes before we started. Oh, I, I cannot wait until he's back next week. <laughs> oh my god, I can't wait to rag his ass. I mean, he he did he did you know he did pull a one eighty on his opinions from one beta weekend to the next beta weekend. So I shouldn't be that yeah. surprised right. that he picked it up. But regardless. But, it's uh, it's not a bad game. I'm playing single player. the The story is keeping me on. I heard the story the, is um, good. I, I like yeah. like like that's the that's the buzz around the around the uh, games journalism industry right now is that the story is actually uh, pretty engaging so far. The story is pretty engaging. If they keep to their word and release 
characters at no additional cost with story content, mm-hmm. I will be impressed. Okay. Um, so here, uh, here, here's I, a question I, I want you to keep in the back of your mind for for next week's show. If the game only contained the story, because I'd imagine by the time we get to next week's show, you'll have beaten the the campaign. If yeah. if the game only had the campaign in it and nothing else, but you can still play as the different heroes and and whatnot, would it be worth sixty dollars? That's a question I want you. To, I'd like you to be able to answer on the show next week. All right. So all right, I can do that. So like I said, we'll we'll wait and see. Terrence will be back as well to give his thoughts on it as well. Um, yeah. I didn't play anything new. Uh, I did start a new game of Dragon Age Inquisition, and I realized that I only did this because I'm really jonesing for an action RPG right now, and yeah. Kingdoms of Amalur is still a week away. So I'll probably get my fix in when Kingdoms comes out. Uh, but I did start a new Dragon Age Inquisition save. Uh, I got to say, pretty impressed. Game holds up really well. Yeah. For a game that's six years old. Um, yeah. A lot of it has to do with that art style. Yes. Like it doesn't it doesn't look old, right? Doesn't like, look old. Um, it's very like Bioware games have just a certain feel to them that always feels contemporary. But like I, I contrast that with when I started a play of The Witcher 3, and The Witcher 3 is very much a game that shows its age even from five years ago. Um, but I don't feel like Dragon Age is the same is the same way. Will I continue playing the save file? I don't know. Um, like I said, I think when Kingdoms comes out, that's gonna give me what I am seeking as far as like trying to get this RPG. Because I'm not gonna beat it in a week, obviously. Like I don't have that kind of time right. to right. sit there and grind it out. Um, but again, great game. Uh, didn't spend four hours in uh, what the whatever the first uh, area is. I can't remember. What oh, it's called that now. big, like, uh, like green, yeah, like, like the highlands. Because no, because nobody, because nobody knew to exit the area and go to the world <laughs> map when, when you when you fulfilled your 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 main quest objectives. Uh, the hinterlands, <laughs> the hinterlands. That's right. That the was the big. That was the meme. It. That was the meme. Um, but yeah, so looking forward to that. Uh, I'll. Sh- I don't think I'll have played Kingdoms by the time we sit down to record because I think it comes out on Tuesday. Um, so in two weeks, I'll have some thoughts on that, but it's, it's looking good. They made some, uh, quality life improvements that they've been talking about, uh, which is, uh, something to look forward to. I might give that game another shot. I, I didn't, uh, for some reason I didn't take to it. I, I think something else that came out mm-hmm. around that time. Yeah. Well, I, I've talked about this on the show before it came out literally one month before mass effect three did. Oh, well, which yeah, fucked right. everything. <laughs> so <laughs> fuck, fucked it all up. Um, it is a new month. We are in September, which is insane to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have new free games that you can get on your, on your game consoles. So we'll start with Xbox. Uh, I love, first of all, I just, I just have to say, I love their commitment to showing ridiculous Xbox value. So like on the advertisement that Microsoft puts out for this, it's, it's boasting that you get $79 and 96 cents in value. I feel like you could have just rounded that to $80. <laughs> and 3,000 gamer score, Micah. 3,000 gamer score awaits you in these uh, in these titles. So for the entire month of September, you can get Tom Clancy's The Division, 
for free. Now, I know many of you were probably waiting for me to say two at the end of that title, which would <laughs> probably make a lot more sense considering that game has been out for 18 months now. But no, it's Division One. Um, a curious inclusion on the list. I don't know how many people are still playing Division One like that with Division Two. Probably about the same amount of people that are still playing Destiny 1. Not many. Um, and then from September 16th through October 15th, you can get the Book of Unwritten Tales 2. For Xbox 360, for the first half of the month, you can get De Blob 2. And then for the second half of the month, you can get the Xbox original Xbox game Armed and Dangerous for free. And, of course, both of these are playable uh, on Xbox One as well. If we but go over still to doing, they're still doing this bi-monthly thing. Mm-hmm. Like, why not just make everything available for the whole month? Micah, that would make far too much sense. And so therefore <laughs> it cannot be done. I mean, is it to just... make is it to make people log in? Maybe. I, I mean, does it really benefit you like that to have people log in twice? You know what I mean? Like it's not that it's not yeah, that serious. Like, they're they're playing it anyway, right? Right. So uh, all right. Uh PlayStation. Swing coming out swinging out of the gates for this month. A, a, a major two major offerings for them. Uh, the first, a little game called Player Unknown's Battlegrounds PUBG, available for free. Uh, I guess the player base in PUBG is lagging behind some of the other battle royale offerings, so they wanted to get it out there and get it in people's hands. Makes sense to me. Great marketing. Uh, and then secondly, Street Fighter Five available for free on PlayStation. Four. Now, of course, this is the original version of Street Fighter V. It's not the uh, most recent Champions Edition update, but a great appetizer to see if you would like the game. And then if you want to upgrade to the Champions Edition, it's only 25 bucks. Yeah. Pretty There's good. literally no excuse to not at least try this game. Pretty, and it's come, pretty it's come a long way. It really has. We, we ragged on it a lot when it first came out, but they've steadily been making improvements. Of course, adding characters, modes. Um, fine-tuning the balances as they do. It's 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 quite a great product at this point. If only it didn't have to stumble out of the gate the way that it did, we'd yeah. be a lot better off. And then uh, new releases this week. There's really only two games to talk about. We talked about one of them, Marvel's Avengers, coming to PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, also, much like Madden completely snuck up on me last episode, uh, NBA 2K21 comes out on PS4, Xbox, Xbox One, and Switch on Friday this week. You know what that means. What's that? Get ready for the start of the NBA season. The other one hasn't even finished yet, Micah. <laughs> We're still in the 2020, the 2019-2020 NBA season. Hey, currently. I guess they gotta I guess they still gotta make money. So what like is the NBA gonna is the NBA gonna just like how are they gonna how are they gonna make up for the fact like they should have just canceled it, yo. They should have just canceled it. So I, I know – so I can only speak from the NHLs what their plan is, but I imagine that basketball is going to be similar. So I know the NHL wants to start their 2020 season in the beginning of December. Um, the NBA will probably be able to get a couple weeks lead time on them. And and the, the benefit actually is with the NBA is that they can play back-to-backs right now in the playoffs like it's not a big deal because you don't have to account for travel. Everyone's in Orlando. So they can they can get their stuff compacted. Whereas hockey, you don't want to have those guys skating on back to backs frequently because it's a little bit more tiring, I guess. Then you know you can recover a little bit faster at the NBA. So if I had to guess, I'm assuming the new NBA season is going to start in November. Now I don't know if they're just going to condense 
the regular season into a five month period instead of a six month period before the playoff starts, or if there's or if the next season's playoffs is just going to run a little later and then they'll start the 2021 season on time. I don't think they've announced that yet, or maybe they have, but I, I don't follow the NBA like that. Um, yeah. but yeah, but the virtual game coming soon. Uh, unfortunately, you have to wait until the PS5 and Xbox One come out to get super sweaty Zion Williamson, as we saw during the PlayStation Days of Play event. But uh, yes, the uh, the NBA 2K21 disgusting edition, <laughs> sweat just everywhere. Uh, there's one more game coming out, or two games. Uh, mm. Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two come out this Friday. Oh, giant bomb! You let me down. Um, so, isn't that one game? Aren't they both on the same? Yeah, the it's, same thing. It's okay. One game. A lot of people are really excited about that. Uh, they can tell me why, because nostalgia is a hell of a drug, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, that is a game. That's a Game Pass game, man. That That's a Game Pass game if I've ever uh, heard of one. And, uh, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I'll wait. I could agree. Uh, go to YouTube.com slash Dense Pixels. Click the notification bell to be notified whenever we post a new video. Um, go to, uh, listen to the, you give a script that he still can't even, he still can't I even know. make it. I, 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 I still can't do it. All I have to do is literally just read the screen that's in front of my face. Subscribe to all the TMP studios podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, including the nerdpocalypse, black on black cinema, coming distractions, and the weekly preview episode of look forward. Uh, if you like what you hear, you can go to densepixels.com slash premium. And for $5 a month, $50 a year, you get access to the premium slate of podcasts, including the airing of grievances, no time to bleed, the men with the golden tongues, upstage conversation, and the full episode of the look forward political podcast. Now look, I was going to ask I you, know, have you listened I, this week yet? I know. Yes. <laughs> I say this every week, right? Like, I, you got to really listen to this podcast. It is it is quickly becoming my one of my favorite podcasts to listen to, which is weird because I'm not on it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, generally the podcasts that I'm not on are, are you know, of lesser quality. But, but this episode was hysterical. There's there's some real quality hour two content in Lahore oh. this week. <laughs> that's all i can say yeah without getting too vulgar <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> i'm telling you you do not want to miss this episode of the look forward political podcast um densepixels.com slash premium is how you uh how you get that very good yes and and there's and there's a bonus episode um that we did the me you andy and jay um Talking about the uh, what happens, what's been happening in Kenosha for the past week, Kenosha, Wisconsin, uh, with the shooting of of Jacob Blake and then the uh, murder of two protesters out there. Uh, kind of a black on black cinema look forward crossover podcast. That's in the free feed as well on both the black on black cinema feeds and the look forward uh, free feed. If you guys want to check that out, uh, I highly highly recommend it. Uh, it. Starts as a more serious conversation, but of course. You know, we're we're us, so it devolves into <laughs> to some laughs as well. Um, Fall Guys, the uh, the sensation heard around the world that just uh, just came off a of PlayStation Plus for free. 
uh, is the most downloaded PlayStation Plus game of all time, which is a pretty impressive feat considering that there's been a couple other pretty popular titles like Grand Theft Auto V that have been on PlayStation Plus. Uh, Rocket League was on PlayStation Plus. So there's definitely been some some big hitters. Uh, it's also sold 7 million copies on Steam so far, which is really impressive. Um, again, we, we've talked about on the show a bunch. Fall Guys is fucking great. It's a tra- fantastic game. Streamed. I didn't stream this, but I, I played with my wife the other night. Uh, got a W while she was uh, while she was there with me. So good luck charm. Uh-huh. So uh, very fun. Awesome. And uh, they're also doing some pretty good charity work as well. They raised one million dollars. The Fall Guys developers did by pitting brands against one another in a bidding war to get their skin design in the game. Uh, and all the proceeds went to. Video game charity special effect. Mike, I don't know if you saw this, but there were ton- like brands have been like throwing their shit at Fall Guys, trying to get Fall Guys to put their their stuff on skins within the game. I remember seeing someone do a mock up of a Fall Guy in a Walmart vest. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, this is. Uh, I mean, they are talk about capitalizing on the zeitgeist. Man. Yeah. Um, so the winning bid was a combination bid uh, from from Ninja, uh, Mr. Beast, G2 Esports, and Aim Lab. Uh, all of them will get their own costume design in the game uh, for donating, again, a total of a million dollars, which is just an insane amount of money. But then again, Ninja has money to burn considering he got all that all that mixture money that just yeah. he's sitting <laughs> on. So what are you going to do? Um but like Warframe submitted one, the Hello Tushy uh, folks, uh, the bidet company, uh, submitted one. That's a T-shirt that said "Ask me about my butthole," uh, which is pretty <laughs> funny. Uh, I have a Hello Tushy, by the way. I don't know what I, I don't know how I've lived without a bidet in my entire life, but uh, it's, it's pretty amazing. And uh, and so that's pretty great. A uh, special effect for those who don't know is a video game charity that's dedicated to making video games accessible. Uh, to folks with physical disabilities, they help create like custom controls and controllers um, for for disabled folks that want to play games as well. So that's really great. That's really fucking awesome. I, I like seeing a company using their uh, newfound you know power and sway uh, to help out where they can. Yeah, this is um, this is this is wonderful. Um, I, I love helping. Uh, I love seeing. Um, the video game community come together because video games, you know, it, it's all people only focus on the, the bad, mm-hmm. like the, the outside, you know, people who aren't into this, they only focus on, you know, the bad things that happen or it, the video games are always a scapegoat for why people, you know, do bad things like murder people. But, um, nah, yo, like this is, this is something that needs to be, that needs to have a light shown on it. And uh, I'm very happy for I'm very happy for this charity. So uh, we've been talking the past couple of weeks about how AT and T is looking to offload uh, WB Games for a very lucrative sum. Well, apparently uh, they have reversed course and they have decided that uh, the sale is no longer happening. Uh, they've decided to change their mind, and this is coming from Bloomberg News, aka Jason Schreier, uh, that given the business growth potential it would not be a wise idea to sell it uh, at this time. I'm sure helped out by the very positive reaction 
uh, that came from the uh, the DC fandom experience that showed off the two new uh, WB games that are coming in the DC universe. In addition to the inevitable Injustice Three and Lego games, uh, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about that later on as well. So it but, is one hundred percent because of that. Yeah, yeah, it is. That, that's the only thing that people were talking about from that fandom that was universally positive were those two games. So we'll see what happens there. Um, Nintendo, without any warning, released a mini Nintendo Direct, uh, the partner showcase, as they called it. Uh, I got to be honest, there wasn't anything crazy uh, or wildly important um, that was announced during this. There's a new Kingdom Hearts rhythm game that I think Carrie's talked about before called Melody of Memory uh, that they showed a new trailer for. That's coming. Uh, there's a game called Fuser that's also releasing on Xbox that is going to be releasing on Switch as well. Uh, World Tanks Blitz is coming to uh, coming to Switch. Um, there's a new uh, uh, Creed boxing game coming to Nintendo Switch called Big Rumble Boxing. Uh, what else we got here? We got the uh, Final Fantasy Legend uh, Saga Collection coming out that's going to have Final Fantasy Legend 1, 2, and 3 on it that were originally on Game Boy. Um, they announced Just Dance 2021, the series that will not die. Um, Puyo Puyo Tetris 2, a game that I was a little let down by. It was a uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris 1 was a Switch launch title. I didn't It didn't stick with me very long, but they're getting a sequel to that as well. Uh, and a few other small games too, but, you know, nothing crazy. Nothing, nothing to blow your socks off, I don't think. Yeah, I think that's why they just kind of threw it out there. Like, hey. This stuff is coming for all you diehards. Um, yeah, all right. I mean, you know, no harm, no foul. Another, another Kingdom Hearts game. Another one mm-hmm. is coming out. But this this one's at least like a spinoff. It's not. It's not a real Kingdom Hearts like mainline story game. Oh, I'm too through with all of them. I, dude, I was too through back in 2002. What are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> Love when you rhyme accidentally. So uh, the big reveal last week was uh, Call of Duty colon Black Ops colon Cold War uh, was finally revealed to the to the world. Uh, they did a little bit of viral marketing for this game. They had some stuff in in Warzone to kind of tease the trailer um, that players got to do, and then they uh, they revealed the the new trailer that you know sheds a little bit of light on the story. Uh, there's digital. Ronald Reagan in this game, who is, I'm sure, just the biggest piece of shit is actual Ronald Reagan. Uh, he basically encourages you to commit war crimes in the game, which is uh, very on brand. I'm very curious to see how Reagan will be portrayed in this. Like, I mean, given what we've seen already, it's like, oh, okay. Because, you know, people, people lionize Reagan. Certain people, like, lionize Reagan, right? And people that don't read history books. <laughs> right like just, you know it just, just, just saying say nah yo nah like he was just a he was just a charismatic guy who 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 and he and he was famous he was famous for not being a politician and just i, I thought we were talking about ronald reagan oh <laughs> <laughs> oh weird oh weird the more things change yeah weird the more they are the same god damn it so uh Here's a bit of cool Call of Duty news. Um, oh, I, I mean, I suppose I should ask you: Did you, if you watch the trailer, are you stoked about this, or, or is your is your uh, level of Call of Duty hype at its normal levels, which is 
non-existent it, really it is what it is man i uh i can't remember the last time i bought a call of duty mm-hmm. like i'll play a call of duty but like putting putting my money down to actually like buy one nah because the stories aren't the the call of duty stories aren't that great mm-hmm. and um you know you really don't play that game for the story even though you know this is all they're kind of showing you you know people people who love call of duty don't play it for the story and then people who play it for the story like me i'm not terribly impressed mm-hmm. and it, it the the way the stories are always like fractured it just uh, I, i'm kind of over it yeah I, I mean, I'm more inclined to be interested in this Call of Duty game than any other one in recent memory. Um, they didn't really show a true gameplay reveal. I think that's what I'd be more waiting to see because what what they did show just makes it look like more of the same. Like it's just it's just Call of Duty, just in a different setting. Right, and I'm more inclined to just kind of uh, watch someone play the story. Mm-hmm. Or watch someone upload the story clips, you know, all together, and just and just get the story that way because uh, I'm good. Uh, one bit of news that I find cool and interesting uh, is that they revealed that the that Call of Duty colon Black Ops colon Cold War and Call of Duty colon Warzone will share battle pass progression between one another. So if you play both games. Uh, you don't have to pick and choose. Every experience that you gain in multiplayer in one will translate over to the other uh, and vice versa, which I think is an in- incredibly smart idea uh, to do to not force, you know, cannibalization of your own product, essentially, and incentivize people to play both, quite honestly. Yeah. So pretty dope. Um, I would imagine and I'd imagine that, you know, experience that you earn in one game will unlock rewards uh, for the other game as well, when you log back in, that kind of jazz. So, like I said, I this, so. yeah, this is very smart. And if you're going to have a dual ecosystem, I would actually like to see this from other games in the same publishing house. I think would be interesting. Like if EA could somehow do this with, like, you know, not that they're making another Star Wars Battlefront game, but if they could do it, well, I, I guess Squadrons will probably have something similar. What if they did this with like Squadrons and Battlefield combined together? I think would make for an interesting. Uh, crossover, yeah, or actually, or or, uh, a- or Apex and Battlefield, you could yeah. Do, so. There you go, like because you're doing the same thing, right? right? Like it's just with a different skin on it. So that's that'd be cool. Or actually, you know that's, what? The, the the biggest slam dunk if they ever do come out with a Titanfall three, that with Apex would be, I'd have the thing automatic uh, to do such a thing. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> now that is something really smart, Brad. I wonder if they're going to keep on doing very smart, smart things. things. Well, Micah, uh, don't hold your breath because uh, they've decided to, instead of doing continuing to do very smart things, have easily, easily the most confusing upgrade upgrade path for Call of Duty colon Black Ops colon Cold War that any game has ever had in history. It's as if they looked at what EA was attempting to do with Madden. And EA is like, we have the most convoluted upgrade path for our video games. And Bobby Kotick strolled in and said, hold my executive bonus. And he decided to completely, (laughs) completely fuck shit up left and right. So if you buy, so there's multiple editions, of course, because it's Call of Duty. That's what we have to do. So if you buy the standard edition, 
It's $60. And that'll get you a copy of the game for PS4 or Xbox One. So there's also the cross-gen edition. Here's where things get dumb. Okay? So if you buy the cross-gen edition for PlayStation 4, that will get you a PlayStation 4 standard copy. And then when PS5 comes out, you can upgrade to the PS5 copy at no additional cost. However, if you buy the cross-gen edition for Xbox, it's only going to be available as an Xbox Series X game, but that also gets you the Xbox One version of the game as well. I'm assuming it's going to be sold in the Microsoft Store as just a regular game, but the way they announced it makes it sound really stupid. But if you buy the Ultimate Edition, which has all the other bullshit and stuff in it, then you get an upgraded version of the game no matter which system you buy it for. This is really dumb. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think they've done this and they've worded it this way so that at the end of it, they can just say, well, as long as you buy the Ultimate Edition, you're golden. I'm sure that is exactly why. Now, we talked last week about the fact that they're going to have a separate cross-gen edition. Um, the cross-gen edition is going to cost $70. Now, that's probably the best price point they could have done for this. Uh, as we know, NBA 2K21 on PS5 and Xbox Series X is going to cost $70 anyway. Um, so that's kind of in line with that. But what do you think about the $10 upcharge to get the upgrade uh, for the next-gen consoles? In terms of, like, just in general? Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it was it was bound to happen, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's no use complaining about it. I mean, you can complain. I, I don't want to say you can't complain. You can complain. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I remember when games were way cheaper and then way more expensive and then kind of leveled out to $50 and $60. Mm-hmm. And... I, like I'll never understand. I'll never understand um, complaining about a price increase like this, right? Like especially when you know if you get like special editions and stuff. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. It, it, it just I'm I'm used. I'm I've been waiting for it to happen for a while. So uh, and I I know how the world works. Like I know that sounds like dismissive, but like. I get it. I'm of uh, I'm of two minds. Like part of me is annoyed because there's some companies that are surcharging and some companies that aren't. At the same time, I'm relieved that the entire industry didn't like collude together to to get to sixty nine ninety nine as yeah. far as the price point goes for these next gen games. Um, so yeah, so that that's that's a plus. Now, what hasn't been said is if you just so let's say you don't buy the game for PS4 or Xbox One, and you just buy the PS5 or Xbox Series X version, is that going to be $70? Or is that only going to be $60? Hmm. That has not been announced yet. So we don't know. So we'll have to wait and see when, uh, when that comes out. I would, I would yeah. assume that that would be correct as well. Yeah. Uh, Activision, lastly in the news, uh, cowing a Call of Duty Warzone cheat maker, uh, forcing uh, the cheat maker to apologize pull its wares from the community 
and basically look like a bitch. So <laughs> CXCheat.net uh, is, was a site you go to to pay up to $60 for Call of Duty Warzone cheats. Uh, that it had to remove all of its Call of Duty products or services sold through the site uh, per an agreement with Activision. So apparently uh, I would assume that uh, Activision threatened legal action. <laughs> one one would assume that that's probably what happened. And uh, and the developers warned people that, hey, if you buy these, uh, your account might get banned. So you might not want to fucking do that. Yeah, this is wild, man. Yeah, I just, I just don't know. Like, if, if you if you run these kind of websites, is it just a smash and grab? Like, do you know that you're going to get shut down eventually? So is it just a fucking get while the getting's good and then get out as soon as possible with, with as little damage as possible? Well, well, I would have to think so, right? Like, if, uh, if, you're, if you're, the name of your website has cheat in the, in the name of it, right? <laughs> like, you know you're not doing something that you're supposed to be doing, right? Like, it, it, it's, I'm inclined to agree with you, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, let's just, let's just see what we can do. Um, and let's see how we can, and let's see, you know, how long we can get away with it. And I, I don't know. And of course, it, the shit is only happening on PC. So yeah, because you know, Master Race. Yep. <laughs> uh, the the never ending saga between Epic Games and Apple continues. Um, Epic Games sent uh, a email out to their customers on on iOS saying that Apple was blocking Fortnite updates from from occurring, <laughs> which is like. It's true, but not in the context in which they're framing it. Like, they're blocking the updates because they're not letting you add updates to the store. And yes, you're developing those updates, but you know your game's not in the store, so why the fuck would they allow you to update it? Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, I can, I can, I, I, I can appreciate the, the, the game. game. Game recognizes game, and I can appreciate that shit for sure. Um, this, is, um, <laughs> this is the equivalent of, like, the real housewives of, you know, Beverly Hills or something to me, right? Like mm-hmm. it's just a bunch of just wealthy people, right? Just just wealthy people having the most petty disagreements <laughs> and just undercutting each other uh for the sake of doing it. And it is hilarious. Well not not to be outdone, Apple retaliated by uh terminating Epic Games' developer account. On iOS. Now, this doesn't stop them from having access to development tools, as, of course, the judge last week uh, in the injunction that was filed ruled that Epic could still have access to development tools. Uh, but they no longer have a developer account on the Apple App Store and all of their other products besides Fortnite have also been removed from the Apple App Store <laughs> in the meantime pending, <laughs> pending this litigation. Oh, man. Fantastic. It's wonderful. Yeah, I love it. And then, and then, of course, uh, Tim Sweeney, uh, CEO of Epic Games, uh, hits back by saying that App- Apple's statement isn't forthright. They chose to determine to terminate Epic's account. They didn't have to. They Apple suggests that we spam the App Store review process. That isn't so. Epic submitted three Fortnite builds, two bug fix updates, and the season four update, and they decided to terminate our account anyway. Never mind the fact that we chose to <laughs> circumvent apples. Like, come on, y'all. What are you doing? <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> it's and, and again, it 
it should not be lost that the people that are suffering are the players. It's it's not uh, it's it's a little unfair that they're caught in this, you know, rich person crossfire. I hope I, mean, I hope I hope like, something good comes of it at the end of the day. Like this is just a, a microcosm of an example of just, just a perfect example of how the world is set up, right? Like these two mega corporations are are being just petty bitches to each other, just messy, right? And the only people that are going to really suffer are the are the ones that just have nothing to do with it. Like it's. <laughs> uh, you gotta laugh to keep from crying. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, in in much less funny news, um, Ubisoft is at it again. Dumb fucking idiots. So there's this uh, there's this new game that's coming uh, that they've talked about before called Tom Clancy's. Uh, I think the game's out actually already. Uh, Tom Clancy's Elite Squad. Uh, sort of a PlayStation All Stars of the Tom Clancy uh, video game universe. In some ways, like it's a very light game. So there's a group in the game called Umbra, and it's basically like uh, it's it's called in the game a faceless organization that wants to build a new world order that's organizing deadly terrorist attacks to generate more chaos and weaken governments. Now, Yo, is this a was this written by Stephen Miller? Like he hit all the <laughs> he hit all the buzzwords. Here's the problem, though, is that Umbra's logo, their symbol, is was the raised black fist, the raised black fist that's been a symbol of of like black power movements yeah. since the '60s, essentially. Yo. Yo. It's it's literally the it's literally part of the logo for Black on Black Cinema, a podcast on this network. <laughs> it is is like, like okay. One, yeah, what is wrong with the French? You tell me. <laughs> Your people are from over there, which is I, close. My to people them. are not from France. No, 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 no. It's close to them. It's closer. It's on, it's it's closer on, it's on the them. same. It's on the same continent, but that's about it. Hey, look, I don't, <laughs> look, I don't know. I, I don't know what is wrong with the French, right? Like this, this company in particular, man. It is just they. They keep. They so keep it's like asking me, like, what is wrong with Oklahomans, Brad? Like, <laughs> you're sitting here in Maryland. Can you talk about what's going on with Oklahomans? I, I, like, I cannot, in fact. So, like. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know where to begin, right? Like you said, the, the black power fist, like that particular image is so ubiquitous. You type in power fist, like it's, it's there, right? Like literally, literally one, one Google search could have probably alleviated this entire situation. They, they can't be so out of touch as to what is going on in the world right now. That right, that's the, that thing, that's the thing that killed it. Like, <laughs> Come on, man. What's been happening in the United States for the past three months and longer, but especially in the past three months? Like, I just don't, I don't, I don't understand what is wrong with this company, yo. I don't understand it. Everyone knows that raised fist is good raised hand is not right like like it like angled palm bad raised fist good 
raised hand like if you're in school and you have a question okay like that's the that's the that's the sign language right i i don't wow dude like if it's really turning me off of ubisoft like there was a one where ubisoft was like they could do no wrong for me right like i was like wow they're 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 really good like they've surpassed ea as as the the uh uh second third party developer that i like right like mm-hmm. but everything that i hear about them is just really turning me off yo well and and here and here's the thing so it's not like they're unaware because here's the here's the statement that they gave on youtube when people were like when videos were posted like what the fuck like like are you serious he said the raised fist logo was chosen because quote it is a universal symbol of resistance and any resemblance to images associated with the black lives matter movement is coincidental but this is the evil organization in your video game like like it's like the way it's described it's the specter of the of this of this gaming world specter's not a resistance organization <laughs> specter's a terrorist organization it's literally in the name it's one of the letters <laughs> It just, I'm just like, what the fuck? What are you doing? So Umbra, a faceless organ, faceless. There's, there's a buzzword organization spelled with an S because Europe, um, <laughs> new, new world order that, you know, nothing positive comes from the words new world order, except, except for a wrestling renaissance in the late nineties. That's the only positive right. thing. And, and look what happened to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh at the yo come on man it just this is this is beyond irresponsible man like it like i'm laughing but i'm actually kind of mad man i was like, i was legitimately angry when i saw this like it's just it's it's an amazing amazing amount of ignorance from a giant corporation that does not have that excuse right it, 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 and and i get that you know you, especially in France, I'd, I'd imagine the uh, the racial makeup of the development team for Elite Squad is probably not very diverse, or at least doesn't have a lot of black faces on it. I would imagine. So, in in that respect, yes. But again, like if you're going to use a symbol that you acknowledge is a well recognized symbol across the world in real world events, wouldn't you? I don't know, take five seconds to see different causes that that symbol has been associated with before you decide to label it on your villainous organization in your video game. Like, like how fucking hard is that? And here's the thing, right? Like I don't give them a pass. This isn't ignorance. This is, this is Ubisoft doing what Ubisoft always does, right? This is Ubisoft making a, a, overtly political game but not calling it political right like but they're too scared to call it oh well there's no there's no politics here there's no politics here like yes there is dude this new far cry game is is a political game dude like you're you're taking down uh dictator uh esposito like <laughs> it, it, it's a political game the division is a political game. It quite frankly, it is it is a conservative's wet dream. 
And and but then well no, our game isn't political, even though it talks about uh terrorists overtaking the capital of America and the and the citizenry who are all armed because Second Amendment have to rise up and destroy the terrorists that are invading America. But no, it's not political. Fuck you, yo. <laughs> and then this this shit is like this is this hits me harder. Because they're using the black power fist mm-hmm. to, one, they're, 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 they're whoring out the black power fist to hawk a video game, dude. Like, I was looking at the Avengers War Table. Mm-hmm. They were going to introduce, like, show clips of Black Panther. Mm-hmm. But they were like, yo, Chaswick Boseman just died. So we're going to alter our, our presentation out of respect for him. Now, the fact that they felt the need to tell everybody that mm-hmm. was a little weird, but they they decided, you know what? This might not be a good look to hawk, to, to pimp Black Panther right when the guy who played him in the movie tragically died, right? It, it's not a good look. Ubisoft is always doing this shit, and it's fucking pissing me off now, man. Like, real struggle is is taking place and for you to just co-opt this symbol that means something to uh that means something very important to a lot of people to to hawk your shitty video game yo like i i i just i can't man i can't this is this is another instance of people just shitting on black people for no fucking reason mm-hmm. And man, you know, I don't I don't think I'm being hyperbolic when I say that. Like you you're taking something something very serious, you know, and it's just just get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah. God damn it. And and again, like like the thing that infuriated me more is not not only that it happened, but they're like, yeah, we made a conscious decision to do that. And it's just like I, I just I just don't understand how you can, especially in the times that we live in now, where you know shit shit is fucking going off, and you're not going to just literally cross your T's and dot your I's. That's all you had to do was was search for two seconds, have someone there to to fucking say, hey, maybe this isn't a good idea to use this particular symbol at this particular moment for our villain organization. Why don't we design something? Similar, but not the same. You can your your logo could literally be anything. It could literally be anything. Are you so uh, out of ideas that you have to co-opt real world imagery for your fake video game? Yo, it's it's this shit is irresponsible, yo. Yep. And I, you know, they, they fuck Ubisoft, man. God damn. So. Symbol was removed as of today on Android uh, for Elite Squad, and iOS has to go through a certification process. So if you're playing on iPhone, it's still uh, very much present in the game. Just, just I mean, and again, like as much negative press as Ubisoft has rightfully been receiving for the past several weeks because of you know they're having to answer for hiring serial harassers and abusers in executive positions in their team. Wouldn't you think that? You'd want to just avoid like the plague, any unforced errors that you <laughs> that you'd be committing on yourself. You I, I so. again, I just I just don't 
I do not understand where where their heads are at. I just there's a certain there's a certain ego that comes out of that company, man. That I just I I don't know if it's the culture over there. Mm. I've, I've been to France; it's a lovely place. Uh, I've been to Paris; it's a lovely place. Most of the people there are really nice. I'll never forget an exchange that this one guy had. That uh, we were at a bar, I was talking to this guy. It was like, you know, we were talking about race and stuff like that. I said, yeah, you know, America is not really, it 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 hasn't really gotten over the racial issues, and I don't think it ever will. And the guy was like, oh yeah, man, we over in France, we love we love everybody, man. We love black people. You know, we don't have those issues, except if you're Muslim. Like, did you hear what you just said? Like, I just I, so I I don't know, man. I don't I don't know. I'm I'm getting real mad at you. It's man. it's 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 just I don't know. And and like I said, I feel bad ragging on the French, and and I and I'm not comfortable with the the borderline line stepping you know xenophobia that comes along with that. But it seems uncoincidental that the arguably two highest profile. French developers both have insanely problematic cultures within yep. them between Ubisoft and, and Quantic Dream. Yeah. Just saying. Just 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 calling it like I see it. God damn. So uh Ubisoft also brought some news on one of their support pages uh that according to them, uh PS5 will not be backwards compatible behind PlayStation 4. So basically PS1, 2, or 3 games. Uh, will not be playable on the platform. Uh, then they deleted the post without any explanation. So I don't know if they said something they weren't supposed to or if they were factually inaccurate. Uh, I don't also think this means that downloadable PS3, PS2, and PS1 titles wouldn't be playable on PS5. I can't imagine that there's any reason why they couldn't be. Yeah, I uh, I, I really don't want people to get upset about this. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are that much of a video game fan and collector, uh, you already have the consoles that you can play your old games on. Right. So, uh, you know, I don't hear anybody talking about, man, I really wish I could play that PS2 game again that doesn't already have a PS2. Or that oh, hasn't damn. gotten a port. Like, like if it's if, if it's that, you know, if it's that high-profile game, they probably ported it. And if right. it's a under-the-radar game, you probably own a PlayStation 2 if you own it. Right. So, so I, I I really better not hear anybody complain about backwards compatibility beyond the last generation. Finally, uh, a story that uh, I guess could really go either way, depending on how you view your video games. Uh, starting Tuesday in Animal Crossing, <laughs> players will be able to download official Joe Biden and Kamala Harris campaign yard signs to decorate their island with. So there is a, uh, basically the, there's like a QR code that you can scan um, in the Nintendo Switch online app. And if you scan that code uh, by going to the, the Joe Biden website, uh, you can download these signs and put them in your, on your Animal Crossing island. Uh, there's some people that are going to be really upset about this. And I don't just mean because of if they're like Trump supporters, um, cause obviously they'll be upset about it for that reason. But there's going to be some people that just don't want politics in their video games in this way. And I understand that. 
But like we say on this show, you can't just avoid politics because it's convenient. I understand wanting to have escapist areas to not be confronted with that. But not only do I not have a problem with this, it's quite ingenious by the <laughs> by the Biden-Harris campaign uh, it, uh, to do such a thing. It is, but I, I got to imagine that anyone playing Animal Crossing, like, you're preaching to the choir, right? Right. Um, most most people, I would assume. Yeah. Um, I, I, d- d- I don't know what rules of how the rules of equal time work. I think it's just, uh, that's only, only with, that's like, only with news broadcast networks and news organizations. Yeah. That's not, that has nothing to do with animal crossing. Trust me. Okay. Well, hey. <laughs> ja- ja- Japanese video corporations or video game corporations are exempt from the equal, equal time, uh, doctrines. So, <laughs> Hey, this is, uh, this is much better than Pokemon go to the polls. That's true. So. We've come a long way in four years, Micah. You are, you are a hundred percent correct about that. And look, if do- if the Trump campaign really wants to make fucking Animal Crossing yard signs, there's nothing stopping them from doing that, except for the fact that they're not smart enough to do such a thing, probably. <laughs> Yo, I want to see the person who is <laughs> a Trump supporter Animal Crossing. I can't <laughs> imagine. I can't imagine the level of griefing that people could possibly visit upon them. But then again, I don't think you I don't think randos can just visit your island. I think you have to invite people in. Basically. Oh, yeah. So well, I I'm, I'm be, assuming you wouldn't invite in anyone that would cause mischief. That would be uh that would be something if you just like invite got invited to this island and then it's like, whoa, 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 bro. What huh? What what is all this? I think you've been hacked. Huh? No, I haven't. You have to have some hard conversations over Animal Crossing. So, but this is pretty cool. This is this is a pretty cool thing. And again, it's always it's always fun to see uh, old old institutions embracing uh, the the technology and the culture uh, of our generation and early, and older than our generation. So, yeah, this is uh this is cool. Um. Know what else is cool? Hmm. If you would go to the twenty-third letter of the alphabet, the twenty-third letter of the alphabet, <laughs> the twenty-third letter of the alphabet dot densepixels.com <laughs> slash Amazon for all of your Amazon purchases. When you go to the twenty-third letter of the alphabet, the twenty-third letter of the alphabet, the twenty-third letter of the alphabet dot densepixels.com oh, slash Amazon for all of your Amazon purchases. You help out the show uh, at no additional cost to you. Go to the 23rd letter of the alphabet, the 23rd letter of the alphabet, the 23rd letter of the alphabet, dot densepixels.com slash Amazon. If anyone ever tells you that Micah is not the pettiest person walking the planet Earth, they are lying to you I'm, I'm a cancer man i take shit way too personally i take it way too personal oh my god what a, what amazing what an amazing uh i can't wait to see what you have next week during, during, during the amazon read it's be fantastic so uh our big news story this week uh gamescom happened virtually over the weekend uh and we had i guess the closest thing to like uh Broad E3 style presentation with uh, Joff Keeley presenting opening night live, streaming it uh, quite literally live during uh, 
that's what day was it? It was Friday afternoon. I think I can't remember what day it was. Might have been yeah, Thursday. I think so. But they showed a bunch of trailers. Um, we're going to talk about a few of them. We have to start with what I would imagine that Micah was the most interested in of all the things they showed during this presentation. And that is a behind the scenes look at one Dragon Age 4 currently in development. Yeah, I um, I mean, it's, you know, it's just to kind of get you hype. Mm-hmm. And um, it makes me want to go back and play Dragon Age, especially because I haven't played it in a long time. Um, but I, I like the, the way they're talking about how they want characters to be like, like loved or hated, right? Like mm-hmm. they want to, they want to elicit very, very strong emotions from characters, which is something that I, I, I feel as much as I enjoyed Inquisition, I feel that it was lacking a bit, mm-hmm. uh, until the end, like that first Dragon Age had a perfect cast, man. Like you either loved or you hated Morgan, right? Like you like Alistair was your boy or you just couldn't stand him. Right. And I, I, I miss that. Like that is the, the interpersonal relationships are, are the thing that make Bioware games, Bioware games. So that is what I'm looking forward to. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't hurt that uh dragon age has a, has a banger of a theme not talked about yeah. as much as yeah. it really should, but it's, it's really good. It's really good. Yeah. Um, they're adding Star Wars content to the Sims four, uh, the crossover that, uh, we all should have seen coming, but yet still managed to sneak up on everyone. Yeah. I got to say it's coming September 8th. So right around the corner, if you're a Sims four fan called journey to Batu. uh, fall guys showed off their second season. Uh, it's coming out in October. It's going to be medieval themed. So there's going to be knights and dragon costumes and all sorts of uh, games and settings that are themed after uh, medieval things. That's a cool way to shake up the uh, that universe a little bit is to, to have each season have a theme associated with it. So looking yeah. forward to it. Uh, we talked about the Call of Duty trailer already. Uh, they showed the single player preview for Star Wars Squadrons, which I got to be honest of all the reasons to be excited about the star Wars squadrons. I feel like the single player pretty low on the list. Like that is a multiplayer game to be sure. Yeah. I didn't even, it didn't even register to me that, that this game would have a single player component to it. Yeah. Like I, I just always assumed it would be like a, I mean, I guess I should have known, but mm-hmm. like when I, when I look at the, the everything on it, it's just like, Okay, well, this is very obviously like a dogfighting game. When right. you think of a dogfighting game, you think multiplayer. Uh, we saw another trailer for 12 Minutes, uh, which is an indie game that was first shown off during Microsoft's E3 event last year, where a guy uh, is trapped in a 12-minute time loop where people break in and like tie up and kidnap his girlfriend and, and shit. It looks kind of wild. Uh, but it's going to have a pretty impressive voice cast uh, with Willem Dafoe, uh, Daisy Ridley, and James McAvoy. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this game. Um, it, it's it's something different, which uh, I think I need right now. Mm-hmm. And the cast looks amazing. The premise uh, looks incredibly interesting. So yeah, I can't I can't wait for this game. 
there are very few games that exist that make me wish that I had an Xbox, and this is one of them. So yeah. that, that's that's as much praise as I can give that game. I um, mean, that is that is very high praise. <laughs> you've gotten you've received Xboxes for free, and it's just like mm, I don't really need <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> I, I yeah, I literally got an Xbox One X for free, and I and I and I and my immediate thought was, well, I can give this to Terrence. He plays Xbox. I don't even think he uses the damn thing anymore, quite honestly. I don't think so. Um, So they showed the Ratchet & Clank trailer. People were losing their fucking minds over the Ratchet & Clank trailer. It's the same gameplay trailer they showed during the PlayStation State of Play event, which I lost my mind during then, but they didn't show anything new in this trailer. Hey, that's how much people really want this game. But again, like I said, of, of any game that I've seen, it is the best example of the leap to next generation that I, that I've seen displayed so far. This game, uh, this game has a lot going on Mm -hmm. and it looks beautiful. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, the character action platformer, Mm -hmm. uh, has been gone for a while, but, um, like this series just won't die. And for good reason, like it's it's good. It, it, Ratchet and Clank, in my mind, and I guess calling it underrated is a bit of a misnomer because they keep making them, so obviously, obviously it's successful. But I feel like in in terms of the recognition of of great games, I feel like that Ratchet and Clank does not get its due. It's it's all I, solid play, great writing, very funny, always looks great. I know what you mean in a sense because it's like when you think character action platformer Mm -hmm. like for some dumb reason like jack and daxter and bubsy and all those other like like b and c listers come to mind Mm -hmm. but ratchet and clank doesn't come to mind it it isn't like immediately top of mind and i don't know why because almost every game is great i mean crash bandicoot went away for fuck ever and still gets more hype right. and more and more, you know, nostalgia goo goo eyes than Ratchet and Clank does. And and Crash Bandicoot sucks, yo. Like it really does. Like everything about it, right? Like the design is very like late nineties, and it's not funny. And the the actual gameplay, it, yo, come on, man. Like I don't see a Crash Bandicoot movie. They made a goddamn Ration Clank movie, man. With with fucking Sly Stallone. Right. Sly Stallone right. Cool, and Paul man. Giamatti were it was in that movie. <laughs> so yeah, this this game looks amazing. Uh they're coming out with a Medal of Honor uh VR game that's being helmed by Respawn, which is in for my money the only interesting fact about the Medal of Honor VR <laughs> game that's coming out. Uh they showed uh the first trailer for the Story expansion coming out for Doom Eternal this fall on October 20th. It's called The Ancient Gods Part 1. Uh, if you like Doom Eternal, I, I'd imagine that you're going to be plenty pleased with with this when it comes out later on. All of you people who follow the Doom story. <laughs> do people oh, follow the Doom story? Do they just want new arenas to run in and shoot monsters in <laughs> with, with incredibly large weapons? Uh, yeah, I feel, I feel like that's all that Doom players really want, and with good reason. Um, they're coming out with a Walking Dead version of Bridge Constructor, which is a mashup that people did not see coming, I would say. 
So that's coming out uh, later this year on every console that you could imagine. Uh, they had like a 15-minute showcase of World of Warcraft Shadowlands where they showed like the story trailer for the game, um, talked about some of the things in the world. I don't know who you're marketing that to because I got to feel like that if you're still playing like the people that are going to get Shadowlands already knew they were going to get Shadowlands when the last World Warcraft expansion came out. You know what I mean? Like how many how many new players are you really pulling into WoW nowadays? Yeah. Yeah, but hey, I guess I guess to get to to make sure that the the diehards are going to like stay hype. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. World of Warcraft's been around forever, man. It really has. 2005 or 2004, I think is when uh when it released. Jesus, which uh, is a really damn long time ago, really fucking long time ago. So those were those were arguably the biggest announcements. Uh, there was a lot more, like so, like they had Christopher Lloyd show up as Doc Brown during the event, and people got really excited that they were going to announce like a Back to the Future game, and he was there to pimp Surgeon Simulator too, which <laughs> which which made me fucking laugh. Love, love roping open people in that way. I'm trying to think he's of not anything. that kind of doctor, dude. No, he's not <laughs> that kind of doctor. You're right. Doesn't make a lot of sense that, that they had uh, Chris Floyd come out with the with the Doc Brown getup. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, like I said, that's pretty much all the big stuff. There were some other small things here and there. A lot of it's uh, escaping my mind. What did you think about the overall presentation being sort of a hybrid of the prepackaged um, presentations we've been getting for the past several months and, and a live event in some ways. Um, I thought it was pretty good. I, um, I, I, the one thing that this era that we live in now, uh, has done is it's really made people like it's forced people to, to, to alter how they do things and how they present, you know, their, their wares to us. And I, uh, I dig the more like pre uh pre-produced like like little snippets of 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 information, right? Like I don't like big inform I don't like big info dumps. Um and I don't like like the uh back when we back in the in the in the day when we could go outside um and there was uh the E3 presentations and it would be like an hour or an hour and a half or whatever. Sometimes there would be lulls and, you know, sometimes it's like, come on, man, like, let's just get to, let's just get to the good stuff. Um, and now we don't really have that. We, we, because they know people's attention spans aren't, they're not going to sit in front of their, their computer screen uh, for an hour and a half. Right. Like, yeah, we got to get this information out there. So um, I hope that this becomes the new normal. Mm hmm. And um, that would really help me out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm digging. It's uh, it's going to be difficult to deny returning to having an audience. I feel like because I think they like those moments where they can get the crowd like fucking whipped into a of whipped course, into a right. frenzy. Everybody likes everybody likes to hear a pop, right? Right, play, right. plays well. Um, but I agree with you. I I think this ad hoc method of delivering these presentations on your time. And not necessarily conforming to an industry standard event. 
uh, is much better for the consumer of these events. Um, you know, that way I don't have to take a week off of work to watch, <laughs> to, right. to watch all the E3 stuff. Um, I thought, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, it was a, definitely a well put together production. Um, and when, whenever stuff like this happens, especially in this new setting where everything's being forced to be delivered digitally, uh, the fact that the production didn't have any major hiccups, I think is also a huge achievement as well. And, and they deserve yeah. a lot of credit for that too. Um, yep. But yeah, so it's, it, it, I thought it was a pretty good presentation and there was a little something for everybody. I thought the games lineup was, was quite varied, uh, between like big budget stuff and, and more independent stuff. And even again, a lot of niche titles we talked, niche in that they have like core communities. Um, you know, we talked about World of Warcraft. They talked about a new, uh, Warhammer game that's coming to Nintendo Switch. They're remaking Age of Empires 3 again for some reason. Uh, that, but that has a huge fan base as well. Uh, they did show off the new Beyond Light trailer for Destiny 2, which Bungie showed a more expanded view of, of course, later, which is what I tuned in for. But, you know, they still showed the basic one here to show off the new, uh, stasis powers in the game, the new, uh, the new element that you can attack with, which folks are getting pretty excited about in the Destiny community as well. So yeah, it was, it was a good mix of, of titles. Um, and I thought it went off pretty well. I was a little underwhelmed by the rest of the content that came from Gamescom this weekend. I tuned in for a lot of it and it just didn't have the same, uh, the, the same like professional like structure as like E3 typically does, mm -hmm. which is one thing that I kind of miss a little bit. It, like, like the Gamescom stuff this from this weekend was a little bit more uh, freewheeling, not as tight. Um, and so I do hope that they are able to kind of craft those presentations to have a little bit more of a cohesive message. Um, like one of the things they showed, and I can't remember if this was Gamescom or pre-Gamescom, but there was this like two hour long look at Baldur's Gate 3, which is a game that I'm semi-interested in, but I'm not going to sit there for two fucking hours to, you know, watch the minutia of Baldur's Gate 3. That you're going to announce, you know what I mean? Like, like I, I'm as someone who is curious about that game, that's a lot to digest. And I, if you're like a Baldur's Gate super fan, I'm sure that that was a great presentation for you. But for me, someone who's interested, but doesn't know much about the series, it's a lot of information to take. In. So like, yeah. like you said, just tighten that shit up a little bit. Um, cause again, these are, these are supposed to be marketing showcases. They're supposed to get people hype for these games that are coming out. And, uh, that's what your job is. So, but overall, thought it was pretty good. Um, as usual, Joff Gilly, just like I said, we 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 like to tease that dude, but he he's he deserves all the credit that he gets. Yeah, he's uh he's he's the real deal when it comes to when it comes. He know and he knows what he's doing, and he's and like he, he's been doing it so long. He just I I I would watch a Jeff Keeley interview uh ten times out of ten because he's just like so. Because they're always awkward and aggressive. Like, uh, so, when's the game coming out? Uh, it's coming Oh, he out. was, oh my God. You, you would have loved it. I can't, oh my God, I can't remember what. I think it was during the Baldur's Gate presentation. He was trying so hard, so hard to wrangle information <laughs> out of these dudes. And like, once they made it very clear that they weren't giving him anything, he still just like jokingly like would ask the question again. He's like, I'm just fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> He's such a Jeff Keighley. Micah, would it shock you to know uh, that Jeff Keeley is, I think, one year older than you? 
Um, no, it would have shocked me a couple of years ago because I didn't, uh, you know, back when I didn't know. But I, I, I remember reading that he's been covering video games since he was like 14 yes. years old. Yeah, literally, I think he was, uh, I think he might have been 16 when he first did that, like, Half-Life yeah thing or uh, was it half life or doom i can't remember he had a, he had like a documentary um for a very high profile pc shooter back when and he was young as shit when, yeah. <laughs> when, when he made that documentary i think it would have had to have been i think it would have had to have been half life i don't feel like going back and doing the research right now because our yeah. show has come to an end so thank you guys very much for watching and listening uh we will be back with the post office next week you can answer questions by going to densepixels.com slash fans on facebook make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast subscribe on youtube at youtube.com slash densepixels ring the bell icon uh, i have started streaming again uh, i'm trying to stream every wednesday and saturday nights for a couple hours and then whenever i feel like it here and there so you can check me out on Twitch at DensePixelsBrad. Uh, Carrie has taken to doing Monster Hunter Mondays. So she's streaming on Monday nights playing Monster Hunter World. Uh, and also invariably, randomly throughout the week as well. So you can catch her out at Sup It's Carrie. Terrence is still streaming here there at Apparition410. And again, all of us you can find on Twitch as well. So that is it for this episode. Thank you very much for watching and listening. We'll see you all the next time. See you.